Good morning. Oh, that fountain full of love. It just every sinner should run there. That's Jesus Christ. Amen. Father, I want to thank you, Lord, for just being so good to us. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you for the worship team and their passion, their love for you, Lord. And I pray, Father, that every person in this place, including me and every leader in this place, would hear from you today, Lord. Give me strength, give me courage, at the same time, humility, Father, to bring forth the word that changes hearts and that makes people to be righteous in your presence, Lord. May the power of your word through the Holy Spirit come into our hearts and in our minds, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you can open your Bibles to uh, Mark chapter 2, a paralytic that is healed. The story is about faith. It's also about the authority of Jesus to, to forgive sins. The authority of Jesus to forgive a sinner, to make you a different person. I want you to look with me. Chapter 2, verse 1. And he had come back to Capernaum several days afterwards. It was heard that, it, that he was at home. Catch that? It says, it was heard that, Je that Jesus was at a house, was at a home. It was heard, important. Because look what happened when, look what happens when people hear that Jesus is in the house. Um, amazing things happen when people really know that Jesus is present. People are drawn. Look at verse 2. And many gathered together. An assembly was created of people so that there was no longer room, even near the door. And he was speaking the word to them. They heard rumors spread out and gathered at this home. So many, so much, so many people were gathered here in this place. It says that um, it was crowded. You couldn't even get to the door. See, it's so important when Jesus speaks. It's so important when, when, when people know Jesus. It's important. When you have this understanding of Jesus, 2,000 years ago, these people understood this Messiah man, this man that was, it was not natural, humanly speaking, 
of this wisdom that this man had. And so people were drawn to them, to him, because there was spirituality. See, the other thing was, this man was not like the Pharisees and the scribes. He was different. Because Jesus, it, it was so clear to people that this man is really different. And so this is what the very presence of Jesus, maybe among these people, they really never met Jesus. They never seen him physically. But they were drawn simply, they were drawn simply because of rumors concerning Christ, concerning Jesus. Look at verse um, number three. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Let's just call these four men the fantastic four. Now, these are the real Fantastic Four. Yes? Um, look at what they, these men did. Verse 4. And being unable to get to him, to Jesus, because of the crowd, they removed the roof. Above. Now, above the Fantastic Four, we have some... Roofers here. <laughs> they removed the roof above him, and when they had dug an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. And look at what you, look at look at verse five. And Jesus, seeing what their faith, said to the paralytic, "My son, your sins." Are forgiven. Fantastic for why? Because of what Jesus saw in them, their faith. You know, I, I think most of us here, not all of us, are followers of Christ. We believe in Jesus. But you know, that's not really all that is supposed to take place. Look at, I want you to look at these four men and what Jesus saw in them is faith. And it's not just faith, just believing in Jesus and that's it. It's faith with works. It's faith with actions. It's faith that others can see. It's faith that pleases Jesus. Um, what we see here of these men, they were not part of the 12 disciples. They were not part of the religious group, the Pharisees, the scribes. They were not part of any religious organization. But the rumors themselves motivated these men to do what they did. The hearing of the word of God. How does faith come? Comes by what? 
By hearing. And hearing of what? The word of God. So at some point, they heard about Jesus. And they believed concerning Jesus. And that is the found, that is the source that should motivate every single Christian. If we look at these two, these four fantastic four, at these men of faith in Christ, you see, they did not wait to see what Jesus can do for them first, and then they started to work. They were motivated just by what they believed in Christ, just about what Jesus is able to do. They know Jesus based upon the, just what they've heard, period. They were not very well-versed or maybe not well-studied. They didn't wait for that. Simple. Their faith in Jesus is what motivated them. Their knowledge of Jesus is what motivated them. And during that time, it's a very controversial, it was a very controversial thing. A lot of people were starting to believe in Jesus. But only because they wanted certain things. But these men were prompt. They were motivated to do something with, the, with what they believed, their faith. Having faith in Christ is not having faith in Christ only in these four walls. Having faith in Christ is moving outside these walls and having an impact in people's lives. Drawing them to Jesus. Ministering to them, talking to them about Christ. You may not have to have all, all the understandings of scripture and of theology and all the other stuff. It's good that you have. Prepare yourself. But your testimony, whatever understanding, truth that you may have about Christ is sufficient. You shouldn't be ashamed. You shouldn't be afraid to share with somebody. Just invite them to come to Jesus. What if they can't come to church? Don't just invite them to church. Bring them to church if you can. But hey, don't, don't, don't fail to present to them Jesus because what if they can't make it to church? What if that's their last day? Real faith in Christ does not wait for leadership to have some kind of a position inside the church. Real faith in Christ is moved outside the walls. It's moved in our workplaces in our hospitals, in the streets, proclaiming the good news of Christ, sharing Jesus, sharing that which, which had, a, had a, uh, an impact in my life. It, the, the gospel, Jesus, the word of God ministered to me, and so therefore I'm going to share it with somebody. Don't wait to have a position in a church because our real work is out there. This is what they were doing. This is, Jesus is the source of their faith. 
And let me tell you something, brothers, sisters. Thank God for Jesus Christ. Thank God for the Holy Spirit because he works in our life so that we can have the faith to trust in him. Why did they bring a paralytic to Jesus? Well, according to Jesus, it's because of faith. But you know, it also tells us that they trusted Jesus. And that's why they brought him. They trusted Jesus. They, they believed their faith said to them that Jesus is able to restore you. Jesus is able to do things in you that you can't do. Another thing, what does faith do if we have it truly in Christ? It encourages me to bring others. It encourages me to use my faith, to do something with it. It also emboldens us because there's hope in faith. It gives us inner strength to do, to do our part, even physically. It, 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 it doesn't matter how difficult things may be. The faith that I have in Christ is what's going to encourage me to keep pushing forward. It doesn't lose hope. In Christ. I may not be close to Christ. I may not see Jesus. But this faith that I have in me, that he has given me, is the hope. It is a conviction that I have in me to keep going in this life, to keep doing what I should be doing in this life. So brothers, Let's learn something from, him, from this, these four men. It doesn't wait to have some kind of a position of leadership. It goes out and it throws the net of evangelism, of the gospel of God, the gospel of Christ. You become a fisherman, of, a fisher of men. It shows also that it's not that easy when you have faith in Christ. It's not, it's not that it's going to be easy for you. You're going to struggle. You're going to be going through some things in life. But that's going to give you the strength to keep going. Jesus is. He said in verse 5, and Jesus seeing their faith, said to the paralytic, he said, My son, your sins are forgiven. That's why they brought him. You say, but wait a minute. He should have, did they really bring him for physical healing or for the forgiveness of sins? Well, Jesus knows the heart. He knows the heart of these men. When Jesus saw the faith of these men, it's because he was looking at the heart, not just the actions, but he's also seeing the heart of this paralyzed. It's paralytic. He sees that. You see, because what good would it do to heal him physically 
But in his heart, he feels that he has a need to be forgiving of his sins. He can be physically right. He can have everything going right. He can have all, all the riches of the world. Everything will be going good. But deep down inside, there's one thing he's really yearning for, and it is for forgiveness. See, there are people in this world, your neighbors at work, that have everything going right for them or supposed to be going right for them, but there's an emptiness in them. That's where you come in. That's where we come in as a church. If we truly have faith in Christ, that should be what motivates us to introduce that Jesus to them. It's out our, our job, our work, it's out there. To those who are hurting, Jesus sees the heart of this man. It's possible that this man, this paralytic man, he, he wanted for Jesus to forgive him of his sins. That's, it's possible that that's the first thing he wanted. Because he wanted to be right with God. Because maybe he, he blamed himself for being in this condition. Maybe they blamed him. Maybe they told him, you're a sinner and that's why you're like that. You're not good. God doesn't love you. This is where you come in as a Christian, as a body of believers who knows the mercy of Christ, who knows Jesus. Be humble and bring to them the good news of Jesus. Verse 6. But there were some of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Now look at this part. You have the fantastic four, great faith, faith with works. And look at the inner circle. Look at those who are closest to Jesus, the religious people. And they were reasoning within their hearts. Why does this man speak uh, that, that way? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, why are you reasoning about this, these things in your hearts? Now, notice this. Jesus does not lose focus. He is not distracted, even though Jesus knows the hearts of these men. Jesus does not lose focus of the one that is paralyzed of the one that needs to be forgiven. Which is easier to say to, to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven, or to say, arise, take up your, your pallet and walk. But in order that, listen to this, but in order that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, take up your pallet, and go home. Never lost focus. He didn't allow the religious people, their religious thoughts, to change Jesus' focus on you, on them. You are always on God's mind. 
You are always in his mind. You are always in his heart. He's always thinking of you. You're hurting. You've been rejected. Nobody loves you. You don't feel good enough yourself. You feel that you're not worthy because maybe some of you aborted a child and you feel so guilty, you feel so bad. Jesus has not forgotten you. He loves you. And it says here, but so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority. He's got authority to forgive you. See, nobody else can do that. Only he can. He can set you free from that guilt and that shame and that hurt. And he can, he can give you a heart that would, that would say, you are right before God. There is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. You will be no, there will be no shame. This is the Jesus that we believe in. He has authority to forgive you. I've gotten speeding tickets. Got to tell you that. And so I, I remember, it's been a long time. It's been years now. But I remember I was just trying to get somebody who has authority to forgive me of my ticket. Looking for lawyers and they were too expensive. And I just wanted somebody to help me. You know, you've probably done worse things than that. Have you ever been in a situation when you're so, de you're so desperate because you know that you're guilty? And you want this lawyer, you want who's ever representing you, you want them to have the full authority. As a, as a matter of fact, if, if the judge who has authority can forgive you, that's the one you would trust. That's the one you would go to. Because it's about, it's about removing, forgiving me from this that I am guilty of. And so, Jesus said, but so that you may know he's got authority. You want your sins? You want all that shame? You want all those bad things that you know that you're wrong? That you know that if you stand before God right now, you know that you're guilty. You know in your heart that you can't run away from that. Well, you know what? I got good news for you. Jesus has authority to forgive you, to change you. Those of you who may be looking through um, on Facebook, the Lord, the Lord can forgive you of your sins. He can change you. The idea to forgive you of your sins, it means that he will separate your sin. He separates the sin from the sinner. He will cast the sins into the depths of the sea and he will remember them no more. No more. There is no more condemnation. There is none to those who are where? In Christ. It's, it's an invitation. It's an invitation to the Jesus of Scripture 
the Jesus of the Bible. Listen to me. Listen to me. We need to be busy out there. We need to learn from these four men. We need to even learn from this paralytic. We need to learn from these five men. Because it's how we're going to be effective out, out there in our community. This world, this world, this country is so divided. The only place where you should find, the, 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 this country should find unity is in the church of Jesus Christ. It's in Christ. Look, I mean, look at, look at what happened when the people heard that Jesus was around. They, they gathered together in unison to come in here. Now, granted, there are those who gathered there who were not for about trusting Jesus, about following Jesus, about partaking with him. There were those who were, who, who, were, who were there who truly did want Jesus in their life, who truly did want to learn from Jesus himself. But what about your faith? Why do we come together? Why do we gather here together? It should be, it should be, to encourage each other. It should be to motivate each other so that we can start getting more busier out there to have and to influence one another concerning our faith in Christ. Good things come out, brothers. Good things come out when we trust the Lord, when we have faith, when we truly believe in him the way uh, Scripture teaches us to believe in him. Now look at verse 12. Look at verse 11 once again. It says, as I say to you, rise, take up your pallet, and go home. Now watch, look at verse 12. And he arose and immediately took up the pallet and went out in the sight of all, so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God, saying, we have never seen anything like this. What just happened there? What just happened there? Now watch. Look at the evidence, the evidence of God's forgiveness in this paralytic man. So that you may know that the Son of Man has power to, to forgive. There should be evidence. It should be visible that God has forgiven you. Sin no longer has dominion over you. When Jesus forgives you, he takes away those sins. He takes away those things that, that hold you down, that keep you down from living a life in obedience to Christ. He removes those things so that you no longer have, can be bound by that, but serve Jesus in freedom. Serve him with all your heart, with all your might. Love him in every which way. So when we work out there, when we're doing something, it should be evident that God has done something in our life. The work of God should be evident in us as believers. Amen? It should be because it's the work of God. It's, it's a heavenly work of God. It's not of this world. There should be something different.
It says, he took up his pallet and went out in the sight of all. And they were all amazed and they glorified God. I'm going to close in a little bit with this. And then we'll have the prayer partners come on up here. I want, you to, I want you to pay attention to what just took place at the very end. It says that they glorified God. They glorified God. The purpose of our faith in Christ is so that people can come and glorify God. We may, not, we may not be doing, uh, seeing miracles and, and uh, a lot of the other stuff, supernatural stuff. And if, if it's the Lord's will and that's what God wants to do, then, then, then let the Lord do as he wills through us and in our lives so that others can come to Christ, so that others can come to faith in Christ. God is at work. And we should be working. God is moving, and we should be moving. When, 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 when we talk about having faith in Christ, you're saying that you trust him. I was sharing with the congregation earlier, um, People are hungry. There are about approximately about 4,300 different types of religions. And, but why? Because humanity, men, women, all over this world of different types of denominations and religions and, and, and different types of faiths or whatever it may be, they all hunger and thirst for something greater than themselves. Allow me to introduce Jesus. It's Christ who's the answer. He's the only one who's got authority to forgive you of your sins. The only one to transform your life. And you know what? Just like this paralytic, you're going to be a testimony so evident of his forgiveness of your life. Just like he was. He took up his pallet and went on home to be a witness for Christ of the goodness of the authority of Christ. What type of authority? To forgive you of your sins. He's going to give you so that you may become a witness and people can glorify him. through the work that God has done in your life. Brothers, listen, don't wait. Don't wait to see if they're going to get, when are they going to give me? When am I going to have, when am I going to do something in the church? Don't wait for that. They didn't wait. They were not part of this. They were outside working. Whatever challenges came their way, whatever was in their way, they made sure that he came to Christ. They made sure of that. 
That's what faith in Jesus does. Just nothing stops you. You'll become a good roofer. doesn't matter how hard and difficult it may be. Outside these walls, there are people who are waiting for you to introduce them to Jesus who has authority to forgive. They're hurting. They are disgusted with what they've done. They're hurt. Let us be true, faithful witnesses of the power of Christ's forgiveness. Don't let nothing, and you know what? Maybe you're discouraged. Maybe you are discouraged. It's too hard. Too many people. Uh, for, for, for whatever reason, maybe you are discouraged. I want you to just think about the authority that Jesus has to forgive people's sins. Those sins that are destroying people's lives, their inner, their inner soul, their, their spirit, crushed because they feel that there is no hope. I want to invite the prayer partners. Come on up here. They're here. I don't know how the Lord has ministered to you through what we just read. Those of you on Facebook, I I don't know how the Lord has ministered to you. But, but, But I want you to know there is hope for you. There's hope for you. Jesus loves you. He has not stopped thinking of you. Are you hurting? Religion? You've come to church so many times in your life and and you still feel this emptiness and this this, this shame in you and, 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 and you don't even know how to even get it out. Well, Jesus has, he's got it. He's got it for you. He can do it. He's got the power to separate all your hurt and the pain that you have, separate that from you and draw you unto himself and make you a living testimony. I want everybody to just stand at your feet. I want you at any moment, you can just come on up here. I'm going to pray a prayer right now. If you feel that you want to come up here or you want to wait after this prayer, it's totally up to you. But maybe you've been coming, again, you've been coming to church for a long time. I know I was, I was sharing with the congregation earlier this morning, an 80-year-old woman, an 80-year-old woman going to church for almost her whole life, thinking that she was saved. She said for the first time at the age of of 80 years, 
I came to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. 80 years old. That's not a surprise. That's not a surprise. Because a lot of us, we think that it's just going to church that, 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 that is going to take me to heaven. No. I need to tell you, you need Jesus. You need him. You need him. He can forgive you. I'm telling you, she's, she's, she, uh, um, jokingly, she started saying, look, I feel, I'm 80 years old, but I feel like I'm so young right now. Never late. Never late for you. Never too late. Bow your heads. And I want you, you feel an emptiness in your heart. Those of you on Facebook, right now, if you're, as you're listening right now, I want you to just pray this prayer with me. It's just simple, but do it with all your heart. And say to Jesus right now, you can repeat this words. Say, Jesus, I'm tired of my life. I need you to forgive me of my sins. I'm hurting. I need your presence in my life. Today, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Change me from the inside. I want to be new. I want to serve you. And I want to be the person you are calling me to be. And Father, for those who have prayed that prayer, I pray that your Holy Spirit will come to them in power, transform them from the inside, Father. They are looking to be forgiven of their sins, and you are the only one, Lord Jesus, who has the authority from the Father by the power of the Holy Spirit that chains them and make them anew. Father, change them that in heaven all the angels will rejoice and celebrate these new people who have come to faith in your Son, Father, our Savior, Jesus Christ. We love you and we have... We thank you and appreciate so much, Lord, the work of your Holy Spirit in our lives, Lord. We love you, and we thank you for your presence in this place. Thanks for all that you do. Jesus' name.